All right, hey everybody. Uh, I'm I'm Micah. I'm Olivia, and we are the League of Movable Type here for the second episode of the, the weekly, weekly typographic. typographic. Oh, we're going to say it in unison. This is great. Uh, everybody seemed pretty excited last week. Yeah, I know we were excited. I know, but we got a lot of feedback from people, um, email and Twitter, saying, "Hey, this is great. Please make the audio better." Yeah. So. Uh, that was the goal. Right. So hopefully this week is a little <laughs> bit easier to listen to, a little bit nicer quality. Uh, and we're psyched that this is a thing now. If someone can picture this right now, we're holding handheld microphones in a coffee shop. In, in the middle of New York City. In the middle of New York City. It's probably really bizarre to anyone <laughs> that is watching us. But hey, it works. All right. So uh, we want to start off this week with league updates and then get into the cool stuff that we found this week. Oh, yeah. So, big league updates. We kind of hinted at it last week, and I wanted to give a little bit more detail. Um, in, shoot, like a week and a half. So soon! I guess we haven't explicitly said this anywhere, but like Cyber Monday <laughs> uh, of all days is the day that we are planning a big, exciting launch. We are relaunching the website which isn't a huge difference but it's a slight upgrade oh it's real nice uh, <laughs> just you wait everyone i've seen it i like i approve it's, it's still very simple it's still very focused on the fonts but it lets us kind of do a lot more stuff with membership and uh the newsletter and all kinds of other fun stuff and educational opportunities exactly it's gonna be great um speaking of which <laughs> coming along with that uh as we launch the new site we are also launching that new course that we kind of hinted at last week, uh, which is going to be, I'm so, so excited about this. It's, uh, we're, we're not actually going to start the course until the new year. Um, we'll get you exact dates later. But like, it is opening the doors, first come, first serve, to be in this live class. It is uh, an intro to type design uh, with Thomas Jockin, who started Type Thursday and has made a bunch of professional fonts. Uh, he's a graduate of type at Cooper yeah. for those listeners that are kind of aware of that. He's, he's done work for the Google fonts project. He is the schnaz. Um, and so he's, he is, uh, we're working together to craft this course an intro to type design. Um, <clears throat> that is coming out with the new site launch. We're going to open the doors that day. Um, people will be able to sign up. Part of it is going to be free. Yeah. Which is really exciting. Free education. Yep. This is crazy, um, guys. That was kind of, I think, really important to all of us is that, like, kind of the fundamentals, the first intro part of it is going to yeah. be 100% free. You're going to get a bunch of free goodies with that in addition. And then, you know, kind of we have different levels of things for people who might be interested in just learning how to get into digital lettering. Yeah. Um, maybe for making logos or whatever. Um, and then there's sort of another section uh, that you can sign up for if you want to make a whole font, which well, I'm super excited which, about. Which, like, you guys, you can do. We have <laughs> the software. The software is out there. The software is accessible. Now is the best time to be making fonts. And it's just a thing I think we have always been really passionate about empowering yeah. people to learn how to do. Yeah. And I'm just, this is going to be like a, a super hands-on like interactive live way to get us. It's going to be incredible because 10 years ago, this sort of thing would never have been able to happen with the price of font software with like the accessibility the price of the education. Yeah. You know, and the price like, of the education. So 
seriously, take advantage. I <laughs> I right, so. I watch a sample course and they're really good. Uh, and you're going to be in there with us, right? Yeah. Like you're taking it with us. Yes. I'm going to be learning a lot from Thomas. I, I'm still learning a lot from Thomas. Yeah. So, and I've made um, a font. There's still so much to learn. So there's going to be plenty to read about that. We're kind of doing the initial door opening, um, <coughs> excuse me, in however long that is till Cyber Monday. What is that? Like a week and a half or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'll leave the doors open for a certain amount of time, and then we'll be actually starting that course in the new year. So I wanted everybody to know about the, the new site, the new course that we are launching, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give away no detail about this whatsoever because I'm so excited, but it's going to come along with a new font. Oh. Uh, this is from Tyler, the, the amazing Tyler Fink, who does incredible work. Uh... We have an awesome new font that he has been hard at work on for a long time now. And the specimens are beautiful. Oh, they're so good. Okay, so uh, there's a <laughs> lot coming on that day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really exciting. <laughs> get ready. So while you're buying all your things from your online shopping, you can make sure to get your new free font and then stay updated with the league. Okay, so that being said, we have some sweet schnaz today oh, yes. to share of cool stuff that we have found this week. Yeah. It hasn't exactly been like a heavy I mean, type with, news week. With IBM last week, it's, I mean, it's hard to follow up. I feel like that's Let's still getting a lot of attention, which is well-deserved. I've i seen at least like three or four follow-up articles since we shared the news last week on right. last Thursday. I mean, it, I, obviously it's a big, big deal, but it's really getting a lot of media attention, which usually doesn't happen that often. With new fonts coming out. Interesting fact, in case anyone didn't read the Quartz article that came out after we published our weekly typographic last week, Micah and I both learned that IBM was paying over a million dollars in <laughs> licensing to license Helvetica Noia. This is crazy. It was, I, I forget exactly the quote, but it was, you know, this was like a lot of the motivation to do it, which is understandable. That is a lot of money to be paying for a font and trust me i i respect the value of fonts yeah uh, over a million dollars a year each year it's so interesting that, that that was part of the motivation too you know oh my gosh yeah i mean it's it was just it's just crazy i mean there's there's a lot of money in fonts even if no one sees it <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely had to share that to follow up um on all the excitement going on so links Cool stuff. Things I want to share. I wrote down a few things. Um, first off, so there is this very, you know, interesting, intriguing <laughs> headline that I saw at an article that said, at the end of the day, perhaps typography will be Trump's downfall. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I got to see what this is about. Because I have to say, I'm nervous about getting too political, I, but I'm, I'm very intrigued not, by that title. It's not going to even be political, though. That's the thing. I was like, maybe this will be political. It was not political. Just you wait. The whole article is about Twitter. And it was actually really fascinating mm. talking about how when Twitter upped their character count to 280, mm. uh, Twitter posts are becoming less legible because now instead of two or three lines of text, it's six lines of text in tight letting that makes it less legible, which is how super interesting. interesting. Right? This was, so they just they just updated Twitter what like two weeks ago, right? This is a to- this is a new thing for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. They're rolling it out slowly. Not everybody is allowed to yeah. double their character count. 
But it's interesting. I've actually seen people tweeting on my Twitter uh-huh. about like, if you're going to type that much, I'm just going to scroll past it. It's too exactly. much to read. And that is probably because the Twitter design interface wasn't meant to carry 280 characters. It was meant to be a small, spurtsy thing that you can scroll by fast and, you know, as in an eyesore. But to be honest, like, I, I'm just surprised they didn't consider that part of it. I don't know. Just really fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, the whole article kind of has this edge to like how Trump is tweeting a lot of characters now and now it's, you know, harder to read what he's saying. So people aren't as, you know, compelled to respond or whatever. But the whole thing is really about um, what's going on uh, when you, you know, add that element to it, but don't necessarily take in the typographical consequences of, you know, having five or six lines of tightly, you know, tight letting. And typography that wasn't really meant to be for that long of a message. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. You kind of just get used to what it is. And then, uh, you know, to have that context change without a thoughtful redesign. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, we don't know. Maybe they did think about it and they were okay with it. They decided to go with it for whatever reason. But it is interesting that there's like that typographic take on it. Right. Well. It's interesting because I don't think the article, it seemed like the person that was compelled to write this was not a designer. It's not in design news. It's in like politics news, hmm. which is it's just fascinating that people are realizing. And they kind of explain what letting is and explain that it's hard to read sans serif and big blocks of text and do really elementary things. But I mean, it's just funny how much is taken for granted and then, you know, may actually be a mistake. How neat. I like that. So I definitely want to show that. That's like really good food for thought. Now I'm like going to look at Twitter a little bit differently. Yeah, totally. Um, so, I mean, that was some good type news. Other type design related news. Someone posted, I don't want to spend too much time with this, but someone um, posted their process into making a virtual reality museum of type. I saw this. <laughs> so this, this is like, uh, yeah. I couldn't spend too much time looking at the imagery because virtuality kind of makes me sick if I'm not actually having <laughs> the eyeglasses on. I'm like, sure. what is happening? Um, I thought the most interesting part was that the reason he made this, it was a developer designer at um, Microsoft, and this was a personal project. And he made this because he thought type design history and education was really boring in textbooks, which I will politely disagree. <laughs> um, and so he was like, I wanted to make it more exciting by, you know, making an environment out of this, um, which is just interesting. It makes me think, like, is virtual reality going to be used as an educational tool? That'd be kind of weird if you're going to school. I, I mean, maybe. It's, just, it's, maybe. A neat, it's a neat experiment. It's, you know, I mean, I think... It is still virtual reality, right? So, like, I I have experienced a variety of levels of virtual reality from, like, Google Cardboard to, like, yeah. Oculus Rift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's there's a whole slew of experiments that have yet to come to surface. Yeah. And it's interesting to see it used in, like, an educational way. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I mean, it's a neat project. I mean, it's just interesting. I feel like I try to see, I see people trying to teach typography in so many different ways. So, you know, I typography class and then you have your typography books and like your typography Bible, so to say, like Robert Bringhurst and stuff. Um, And then I feel like every once in a while we see typography games 
like mm. cards being given out. Um, there were a couple of, like neat uh, online games. I remember. Yeah, a few years there's ago. like the kerning game you can play, and right. there's card games you can play. Um, so it is interesting. Like teaching typography is a problem, I guess, that people do want to solve in a different amount of ways. Um, so I mean, this has just really brought me into the future. <laughs> just like, I mean, it's Whoa. it's a fun project. I think. I'd want to actually look at it to see how educational I feel like it is. Yeah. But it's also kind of probably an excuse to play with new tech toys. I've actually played a typography video game what? that I thoroughly enjoyed. I wish I could remember the name of it right now. It like was Space Invaders with. It was with super fun. It was a. Do they call it like slide scroller, side scroll game? It was really basic, and you kind of like press some buttons and you're. I think you're a little dot of the eye or a little period and you go around in all of these like typographic eras. So you start out in like 15th century, like navigating 15th century, oh like goodness. Gutenberg Bibles. And then you like end in the 90s and it becomes really bitmappy. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a lot of fun. You're going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to look that you up. You can't you can't mention a thing like this without a link. I am not a video game person, but I was beside myself. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's just interesting that um, it's just another take to it. I, the visuals kind of make me sick, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, I, I, I certainly respect the uh, work that goes into something like this. It, you know, it's yeah. not just like walls in a room. It's yeah. that you can pick things up and move them around and reposition stuff. Yeah. It's very interactive I mean, and neat. I was there for the typography. I was there to support the cause. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out in our link list this week. Um, you know, it was kind of a slow we- week with uh, type links. There's some good stuff, though. I want Micah to talk about Typekit and their typography. Oh, right. I just so I, I saw this link today from Typekit. Um, we're fans of Typekit, partially because. Um, a very long time ago, Typekit was one of the first people who like reached out to us saying, hey, you know, we're making this tool. We want League fonts to be on there. Yeah. Uh, and when I said, you know, well, they need to be free, they said, absolutely, of course. Yeah. And they, they also like uh, <clears throat> are big sponsors for a lot of type events and actually Type Thursday and all kinds of other cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so the, the news that they came out with I don't know that I consider it like revolutionary. I think it's just a cool upgrade to Typekit. Okay. It, it used to be that they would give you this like JavaScript snippet that you would paste in your page. Okay. I'm following you. Um, and part of that was like security. Part of it was performance, whatever. Okay. Um, and they were one of the first people to do that. And they, I guess, have had this feature in early access preview and they just made it available for everybody, which is... Simply that they now serve CSS files. Okay. And so the the tech difference from a developer standpoint is, uh, A, like, I can use their CSS in my CSS directly. Oh. That's That's one benefit. Like, you can import it into your other style sheets. Okay. Um, so you weren't able to do that before with right. JavaScript. It was, it was sort of that, like, you would paste the JavaScript on the page. You'd have to count on it being there or write some code to wait oh, for it to be there okay and then you could use it mm-hmm. this is uh more like you just you can import it into your existing css and use it directly nice which is cool yeah um, seems more efficient i think it also i don't know exactly the behind the scenes stuff of 
of how they made this work, mm-hmm. but I think it also makes less requests when when the page is like asking for pieces oh. of the page and stuff. Mm-hmm. It used to be that it would ask for the JavaScript from their server, then go get the CSS and the file okay. files. Okay. And now it's like one less thing. I could that see why that's helpful. And I think they mentioned in this article too that like it helps for some of Google's new like uh, they, what do they call them? AMP pages where like you will do a Google search on your phone uh-huh. and click on one of the top links uh-huh. and it won't actually open the page. It like stays on Google and loads it super fast because they have that like uh, okay. in memory. Okay. And the JavaScript wouldn't work on that. And oh. I believe from what I read in this, oh. that's a benefit of cool. using this. I mean, Neat. in general, it is basically just like an upgrade to their service. That's and awesome. I, I think it's cool. Yeah, I think they had they said they said they had an early access preview, um, but which I, I didn't know about. Yeah, so that's that's neat. I think it's a real thing now. Like they had early access to visual search on Typekit, which was really cool, and I think that's a real thing now too. Right. Um. Yeah. Vis- visual search. I mean, Typekit and Monotype. Hold on, I didn't talk to you. So I talked to a Monotype designer on Sunday about type and things. And I have some fun updates for everyone. Wait, wait. Before you get into that, there is one last piece of this yes. Typekit thing that I that I kind of forgot about. Yes. And and I kind of like it for us, too, is that okay. because they are... Sorry to go back. No, there, but please like, do. Because it is now a CSS file, Yeah. Uh, you can use it in emails. And it's yeah. not like universal support. Emails have always been like behind web page rendering. Yeah, I've um, noticed that. But you couldn't use <laughs> JavaScript. And you oh. could use CSS. Okay. And so I think that was one of the big highlights that they oh mentioned too is that like I'm excited. Maybe now, honestly, we can like embed Fanwood in our emails. I because I love Fanwood. That's yeah. what we use for the league. I always think about how much I don't really like the fonts I use in my emails, and right. I, that's the most amount of text that I'm using during the day. So it's kind of a shame. Okay, um, so that's a that's a fun no, extra really side note. Thanks I'm excited for, about that. Thanks for putting that in there. Okay, so you were saying. Yeah. So. On Sunday, I was talking with my friend Lynn Yoon, who's like this badass monotype designer. And I was talking to her about everything. So first thing, what the font, we briefly touched on it last week. Um, they've updated their technology for what the font. Now it's an app that's really easy to use. Um, I love that it sounds like you're swearing when you say that. I know, right? Yeah. So I asked her about it and she's, she's like, oh, that's a different department. There is one dude in monotype that just uses AI and develops all these crazy things. And like every once in a while, he's just like, here you go. What? That really? Is, that is how these things get developed. I mean, I'm sure he has a team to work on something complex like that. But Are you yeah. Sure? Yeah, I think there is. But apparently he's like this crazy wizard who just spits out things every once in a while and everyone's super amazed. I want to meet this man. So fascinating, right? Uh... Does does your friend maybe your friend can introduce us? Yeah. I'd love to just yeah, right? hear how the heck he comes up with stuff. Yeah. So that, that sounds was, really neat. That was really neat. I know. I was so glad I learned about that. Um another cool thing, so I just like grill her about her job every time I see her. I understand. Because I'm just super fascinated about what's going on there. You know they have three offices in Manhattan alone? I did not know that. They have three. She's like, I can go to work at any three offices I want to. Huh. That's so neat. Anyways, I just forget how huge they are. But then again, if we go back to our 
earlier conversation, they are making millions of dollars a year just from IBM, just from licensing. <laughs> I guess. Well, not <laughs> anymore. How about a At least. Right. Um, other cool things. I asked her about variable fonts because I just always have to ask people. <laughs> she said that she thinks the switch is going to happen overnight. So I was like, so you guys make any variable fonts? And she said, okay, so basically, if you break down variable fonts, it's just a typeface with multiple masters. So right now we have our bold font and our regular font. She said a typeface can become a variable font in a matter of minutes. She's like, it's going to take 10 minutes for all of our fonts to become variable fonts. Does that make sense? I guess so. I hadn't really thought of it that way. I never thought about it that that way. That does make sense. I mean... I mean, for anybody who doesn't really know that term, multiple masters, it is basically that like you design each weight of the font uh, with the same points and whatnot, but mm-hmm. redesigned. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of like layers in Photoshop, yeah. essentially, right? But sometimes they're in different files. Yeah. Sometimes they're in the same file. Or like layer comps. <laughs> but I'm the only nerd that still uses those. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't think I know anybody uses those. Um, <laughs> So uh, multiple masters is just uh, the method that we use to make different weights. Yeah. That's the way it has always been. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. So basically she's, to like. Yeah. She's saying basically. Go from multiple fonts in multiple weights to one font with multiple weights in a slider. I just. It's just repositioning right? that data. I never thought about that. She huh. said, oh, yeah, you're going to see Helvetica become a variable font like overnight. She's like, it's not going to have to be redesigned. I this think we also crazy. need to meet your friend. Yes. Maybe that, I mean, I, I'll I'm i just thinking her. like of, of our league fonts, Railway is the one that has the most amount of weights. Yeah. I would really love to try that as an experiment. Right? See how that works. We really have to, I honestly think like we just have to look into variable font software because it's, I think it's a script that you just run through your masters. Thomas would know. Yes. We'll have to ask. Thomas would know. We should talk to him about it. That, um, that's really neat. Yeah. Okay. When I talk, when I saw um, David Jonathan Ross talk about it, he basically had like a very brief diagram of like fonts with multiple masters, run a script, ta-da. So. That's cool. All right. Yeah. I'm no, into it's cool it. stuff. It's good, good stuff. Um, so I think I had one last thing I wanted to just like briefly touch on before we get out of your hair. Uh, I don't know. So we just. For being super techy, I want to like take it back to the to the book world <laughs> for a sec. Um, so someone just posted a map that they shared. Her name is Elena Vegas, maybe, maybe. Hard to she, say. Yep. Sorry, She's Elena. A coordinator at Type Together, um, and she posted a map of her. Of de- type and design bookshops across the world. Oh, yes. I this was is, excited about yeah, this. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to post this this week in the newsletter because it's a super good resource. We have an international audience reading our newsletter. For sure. Um, and it's just a simple Google map. It's super simple. With, with points on the map for bookstores and shops yeah. that, that sell type and design stuff. And already she's had so many people reply and give their recommendations and... You know, I just kind of love this stuff, and so I definitely this recommend. Color coded by continent. Yes, it is. That's that's gorgeous. There's yeah, there's like, and the ones that I know of in New York, there's a few that were really good, and definitely encourage people Have to. Have you been to the ones that are posted here in New York? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I I'm 
a huge bookstore nerd. So yeah, that's awesome. In fact, I have, and they are reliable type and design bookshops. Um, it was just really nice. Like if you actually look on her Twitter post about it, she had just so many people replying and excited about this and wanting to contribute. And it's interesting because this isn't the first time I've learned about bookstores online. There's a app called Book Cities that has just gone released because when I first heard about it, it wasn't released that you can get on your phone. That's also a worldwide directory to bookstores mm. and like art bookstores, art and design bookstores mostly. And they're all independent, um, whether or not they are art and design. And that, I mean, that layout's absolutely beautiful. The UI UX on there is like awesome, but it's just kind of nice that like bookstores are getting recognition in the digital world through <laughs> digital means. I thought it was kind of a nice. And it's just convenient that, that this exists now like i yeah. i, I kind of want to just go check out all the ones that are nearby right right it definitely i was just really i don't know things like that just warm my heart <laughs> i like it <laughs> so that was the note i want to end on unless you have anything else to share no i think that was it you know i mean uh, there there may be other cool links that we find before we send it out tomorrow yeah. but i think those were the the interesting ones that i was excited about too yeah no i mean definitely a big variety all right, that's great. Um, in that case, I guess that is that is all for episode two. I hope this is much more enjoyable to your ears. <laughs> uh, I we were really grateful for everybody's feedback yeah, last week. Yeah, thank so you. Send us feedback about this one. Uh, if it starts being a thing that you like, feel free to share it with people. Yeah, and if you want us to talk about something, tell us. Yeah, we'd love totally. to hear suggestions about what you guys want to hear. And I think at some point in the next month or so, we're going to try to get a couple guests on. Yeah. Uh, maybe have some neat conversations besides just the cool links that we found. Yeah, exactly. So, so cool. Let us know what you think. And thanks for tuning in. Peace out. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>